time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. I want to read out of Ephesians chapter 6 tonight. We're in the honor series. And so I'm going to follow up John's uh, talk last week about honor. And tonight I want to focus in on honoring your parents. There it is. Let's give it a shout out. Come on, mom and dad now. Come on, there it is. All right. I just saw three kids walk out. That's all right. All right. Honor your parents. And so Paul talks about this in Ephesians chapter 6. And he says, children, obey. Everybody say obey. Obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. And then in verse 2, he takes it up a notch. He says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. So that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So, when you read the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20, there's the, one of them, the first one, does anybody know which number it is, honor your father and mother? I'm giving you a hint. There it is. Five. It's like five dollar foot long right there. It's like Subway. But I said five. Now, every time you go to Subway and you say five, I want you to yell out, honor my parents. All right. Does that, does that work? All right. Does that work? So, there is Subway. You got, you know, all the overweight people that are now skinny and Jared and all those guys who see it. And you see it. Every time you see Subway, you think... Oh, yeah, the fifth one, honor your parents. Okay, so anyway, so it's number five. You with me? All right, now here's the deal. The way we do this at DSM is if when I say, are you with me, you say, aye, aye. All right, that's how it works. All right, so that's just part of our culture here. And, and that's just because of my desperate need for attention. All right, so, so are you with me? All right, there it is. All right, so, so we have here this idea where Paul says, honor your parents, and he's quoting the Ten Commandments. All right, and then it's this idea, for it's the first commandment with the promise. And what's the promise? The promise is, is that if you'll obey your parents, you'll live a long life. If you honor your mom and dad, that's what it says. It says, you'll live a long life. And the idea there is not necessarily that it's like, oh, instead of dying at 91, you'll die at 92. That's not quite it, the idea. But the idea is, is that it will go well with you, that you'll have the blessing of God on your life. All right, and so we want... With all that we have in the idea of honoring, to honor our parents, not only because God desires for us to, but there's a promise that comes with it. That when we do, when we honor our parents, God says, I'm going to bless you. And there will be a measurable difference. So he's not saying if you honor your parents, you can stop going to Lifetime Fitness, eat McDonald's every meal, and you'll live for, you know, forever because you honored your parents. All right, That's not the big idea. The big idea is, is that you'll be blessed, that God, that God will do a supernatural thing in blessing you. And I I think that there's a a difference between obedience and honor because you can, you can be obedient in just a form of submission without in your heart honoring. And so honoring is a position of the heart where it's an attitude attitude that has reverence, an attitude that has respect. Does that make sense? So you can easily obey, but not honor. And so in Ephesians 6 here, when we get this, he says, children, obey your parents. And he goes, takes it up a level. And he says, honor. Everybody say honor. Honor your mother and your father. Honor them. And it's easy for, it's, it's possible for you to obey them, but not honor them. You could think to yourself, well, I'm doing a good job. I'm being, I'm being a good disciple of Jesus. 
and you think mostly because you're checking the box of obedience. But let's go tonight to what Paul says as he quotes what God said to Moses in this idea, honor. I see it kind of like this. My, uh, I grew up, I want to show you a picture. I'm a triplet. You guys know that. I was, I was born in a litter with two girls. And so I, uh, I, I, I've got, I mean, my parents wanted a kid. And uh, now I know you're wondering which one is me. All right. I'm the one in the middle right there. All right. So you can just leave this up for a second here. So don't say, I, I, actually, I am taller than that point right now. I have, all right. So, uh, so I grew up though with my dad, my dad telling this story uh, and he would talk about his kids response to him uh, when he would come home. And so when my dad would come home from work, he told us, he tells a specific story about a time that he came home and he had three different responses from his kids. All right, so his request when he came home was, I want you guys to go clean your room. And he told a story about how he had three triplets, three kids, all the same age, all with the same upbringing, with the same parents, all in the same environment, and yet three different responses. So we're all the same age, mostly. I'm eight minutes wiser than Deborah, which is the blonde one. And then I'm four minutes more mature than Dana, the one with the brown hair. All right, and so he tells this story about when he would come home, he would say, clean your room. And then he had three different responses. The first response was Dana. Dana's response was to look at him and in just utter pain, start to cry. (laughs) Just Dana, clean your room and just a, you know, we're talking when we're real little kids, you know, and, and Dana would cry just out of like terror, like, oh no, did I disappoint you? (laughs) And she would cry and then she'd go off to her room crying. All right. And then he talked about the, about his daughter, Deborah, where Deborah had a little bit different response to the command. All right. To go clean your room. And what Deborah would do is Deborah would look back at my dad and my dad would say, Deborah, go clean your room. And Deborah would put her shoulders back like this and make a face like she wanted to fight. <laughs> like just kind of a. Like, an, I'll, I'll get you for this. <laughs> like revengeth his mind, saith your daughter type, you know. Grr type response. And then with kind of a ticked off face, she just walked back to her room and go clean her room. And then there was the angelic. God sent. Incredible son. And my father would look at me and say, David, go clean your room. To which my reply was with a smile. Joy, delight, a skip in my step. (laughs) Father, I would be delighted to. I would do it. And my dad tells the story about how I would look back at him and I'd smile and I'd say, sure. And then I'd just keep on playing in the basement. (laughs) Never even consider going to actually... Which is kind of like my life now, actually. It's very similar. <laughs> I'm still struggling with that. I need to repent of that. But, <laughs> yeah, great. And, and, and so I, I see in this uh, one of the things that sometimes that we do, right? What Deborah's response is what we often do even with God, is we, and, and with, with our parents, is we'll say, oh, well, I want to honor God. I dislike what my parents are saying. I dislike what my parents are doing. And so I'll obey. But I'm kind of ticked right? Maybe some of you aren't angry. Maybe you're more like Dana. You know, you're kind of just crying about it. 
You don't quite have the ferocious courage to, you know, be, but you're just, you know, weeping about it. But, I, but, but the temptation for us is to be obedient and not, and not honor. And the right response that we want to literally obey where we're going tonight in terms of honoring is with the right heart, the right attitude. We respond right and we do right. In other words, we respond well. We have a heart that respects. We have a heart that's filled with reverence. And it's, it's more than just um, being obedient uh, with, uh, with a bad attitude. It's with a right heart and a good spirit responding. And one of the reasons why God does this for us is God puts not just... I want you to think of authority, your parents as an authority, not merely under the idea of, um, hey, I was just, I was, it was just random. I was just born to these people, right? But I want you to begin to think about God putting them in your life and giving them positional authority in your life. All right? Now, here's what I mean by that. A lot of times in our culture, we'll only give to people authority if they have relational authority with us, right? So if we like what they have to say, if we like what they believe, if we believe the same things, then we'll have some camaraderie and we think, well, you have some relational authority. You've made enough investments in me, then I'll let you have some authority in my life. All right? But God by giving you to your parents, has put them in a position of actual, in addition to relational, positional authority. Meaning, just by the nature that God gave you to them, they have positional authority in your life. And you say, no, but I don't want them to. All right, but here's the deal. This is a part of growing up and trusting God. A part of your faith is trusting God in the midst of the family you're in. And trusting that God put them in that position. So you're, in your culture, your temptation is to not honor that position. In fact, we're in a culture that doesn't honor mom and dad. But as a disciple of Jesus that, has, that believes that God is a God that is a creator. That God is in control of all things. You get the privilege of looking at this opportunity as I'm going to honor not just them based upon what they think or what they do. But based on who they are. And, they got, and they, I am in their family, and it's positional authority. So, for example, in our country, we would all honor or respect the position of the President of the United States. There's an, there's an authority there, and we're going to honor that and respect that. Well, in the, it's a position of honor. Your parents are in a position that deserve to be honored simply because God entrusted you to them. And so it's your responsibility as a disciple. How many of you are committed to being a disciple? All right? A disciple of Jesus Christ. It's, it's your honor to actually honor them, to put them in a place. And here's the deal. Your temptation is to go, well, I will honor them if I agree with them. That's not honoring. All right? That's just good old camaraderie, buds. It's different, though. You're, you're honoring them when you can say, I am going to I'm going to respect them and put them in a high position even when I disagree with them. That's the place of honor. And that's where it's tested. It's not tested when, you're, uh, when everything's hunky-dory and everything's fine and you agree on everything. Where it's tested is when you disagree with them and you think, hey, I'm, you know, I- I've got a brain. I can think and I'm going to challenge all right, I'm going to challenge, and because I disagree, I'm going to stop honoring. The challenge for all of us is to honor when we don't agree. That, that's where there's going to be a big challenge. So, 
if you think about the way that God works, God is not telling you to honor them because he's a mean God and he wants you to be miserable, right? That's what we tend to think. Oh man, if I honor my parents, I'm gonna have a miserable life. If I honor them, oh, the, the, the pain of, of submitting or being obedient. But the truth is here, God's actually giving you a way to live in freedom. So when you look at the Israelites, right, they were in bondage, right? They were slaves in Egypt. And when God delivers them and sets them free, he gives them a way to live well under his covenant, under his command. So when he gives the Ten Commandments, he's not saying, I want to give you Ten Commandments to make your life miserable, right? He's saying, okay, now if I, I'm your God, I'm looking for a people, you want to be my people, I want you to be my people. And when he gives them the, the Ten Commandments, he's actually helping them live in freedom. He's helping them live a better life than they were in bondage. Your temptation is to believe, well, if I, if I obey my parents, I'm not going to have the good life. And, I'm, and it's kind of like the Israelites going, I want to go back to Egypt and I'm not going to trust God. Does that make sense? So your challenge is to believe, all right, these commandments and specifically this one, honoring your parents, God, God will give you what the way that it says in, in, in Exodus and in Ephesians is you're going to be blessed, a long life. The idea is you're going to be well taken care of. Now, when we think of old life, we th- a long life, it's different contextually than it was here. They, it, for them, if they were able to have food, shelter, and water, that, they would have a long life. For us, we think nursing home. We're all going to live a long life. We're Americans, right? Oh, man, I'm not sure I want a long life. I want to die young. You know, that, you know I want to die in my 80s. I don't want to live, you know, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking... That, 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 that whole metaphor, that whole concept is, is that you'll have a life that's blessed so that you can live and do well under God's leadership. Does that make sense? Do you understand the difference? Is that over, are you with me? If you're with me, say aye, aye. aye. All right, good. All right, so, David, tell me how. How do I honor them? All right? How, how do I live with honor? Here's number one. Think well of them. Think well of them. Run movies in your mind of the good things that they've done for you, that they're doing for you, that they will do for you. Now, here's the deal. I know many of you are checking out. You're going, hey, this isn't for me because my parents are this, this, and this. My parents, I, I, want, you to, I want you to check in apart, apart from what your story is, apart from whatever your mom and dad is. I'm not talking tonight about if you have a subjective story where you think you get to kind of check out because you don't have good parents not so. I want everybody to check in because every, every single one of us have an opportunity to honor our parents no matter the way that they parent us. God is your ultimate father and he's watching to see how well you honor your parents whether, no matter what they're like to you. All right, so here's the idea. Number one, here's how you can honor them. Think well of them. Here's what I mean by that. The way that you think affects your emotions, all right? And your emotions affect your actions, so the most key thing about how your behavior exists, the way that the, what forms it, is what it starts with what you think in your mind. It begins with what you think. And it transitions from what you think to how you feel. What you feel affects how you act. So when you think of your parents, if you're, the, here, what, what we see in media and what a lot of times happens in youth culture is we, you start to think about what you don't have. Maybe the freedoms that you don't have. 
Maybe the money that you don't have. Maybe the opportunities that you don't have. Maybe the education that you don't have. Maybe the cars that you don't have. Maybe the Wii that you don't have. Whatever it is. The Xbox. The, you know, fill in the blank. The, the iPad. You know, the things that you don't have. And the reasons why you're justified to feel angry. And if you feel angry, then you think you're justified in your actions of lack of honor. All right? But the, the truth is, is that if you'll start to think different, I mean, really, this idea of capturing every thought and thinking well of your parents, it will affect your emotions. And in time, it will, bef- it will affect your behavior or your actions. So the, key, the way to start is to think differently, to start to think of, of truly. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I know some of you go, oh, I don't know if I could really do that. No, I want you to think about this. When you're in a situation where it's hard, it's difficult, um, actually begin to think about the good things that your parents are, what they've given you, what they have, what they're doing for you. And even if it seems like your temptation is to always compare to someone else, always to look at the negative. But if you start to think positively, if you start to think upon the positive, it will affect the way that you feel towards them. All right. So let's say you're in the situation. You want to go uh, out with your friends to Cinemark and Chili's and your parents say no. All right. Cinemark and Chili's. We'll go with that. All right. All right. So your temptation then is to go, oh, and you think about what you don't have. And in your thoughts, you start to think, well, you know, so-and-so is going and they have parents that will allow them and you compare parents and you compare money and my parents this and my parents that the temptation is to just think upon what you don't have one of the ways you will uh, you will start to feel honor in your heart is if you train your mind to think differently to start thinking well, what have they given me why 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 don't what is the reason that they don't want me to go out tonight what what have they provided a house for me have they provided Food for me? Have they provided an opportunity for me to get an education? And think and just start thinking about the positive. Now, I know that we have all kinds of different parents represented in the room. Every single one of you has a a different story. But the truth is the high majority of you have parents that have done good things for you. If all else fails, your mom went through a lot of pain to have you, right? You can just... I mean, someone went through a lot of pain for nine months just to have you. I, I watched Renata go through some pain. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, she, no matter what, she's done nice things for my kids. All right? It's painful. But anyway, so, so I want you to begin to think about the positive. Think about the good things. All right? Think about the good things that they've done for And have a conversation with yourself. Literally. Permission to talk to yourself. Okay, I'm really angry right now because I feel like I'm not getting this and this. But I'm going to think. Okay. What have they blessed me with? What have, who are they really? And what do they? And you'll watch. Your emotions will start to change as you think differently about your parents. So, and then once your emotions change, you'll start to watch your behavior toward them change. And your behavior changing with emotions that are right, with thoughts that are right, is essential in honor. Because if you can respond right, with right thoughts, right emotions, and right behavior, you'll watch You'll go through difficult circumstances and be able to honor them, even when you don't understand. And you all have stories like this. I, I had it with my daughter, Olivia, when she was a little uh, toddler, right? When she was probably about three, she, uh, she asked for my keys. And I said, sure, because I would, thought it was really cute when my little three-year-old, you know, 
dressed in pink with ponytails or pigtails. Not sure the difference, pig or pony. Anyway, and, and she asked for my keys, right? And she asked for my keys. But the problem was that she went, oh, she took one key and she went right over to the electrical socket and she started to put the key into the electrical socket. And so I came running after her and I snagged the, I mean, grabbed the keys, yanked them away and created this really hard moment. She's weeping. She's crying. She's scared. I scared her, right? I mean, I really scared her. Like, no! I mean, I was, you know, Right? Okay, now, if Olivia's a teenager, here's her response. How dare you? You don't understand what I want. You don't understand my culture. You don't understand. I can't believe it. Right? But I'm the dad and I want her life to be saved. I want her to have a long life. Right? And so for me, I'm grabbing those keys because I like her, not because I don't like her. I want what's best for her. And she doesn't quite have the discernment to understand yet. Now, listen, you're in a season where you think, I'm, I'm, uh, David, I'm way smarter than my parents. David, I'm, I, you don't understand how great I am. I'm, I'm emotionally more mature I, I'm just so great. If you understood, my hormones are so under control. You just, you don't know how great I am, David. Listen. There's a reason why God said for you to honor your parents. Why? Because God's put that authority in your life so that in this season, while you are yet growing up and maturing, they can help you and walk with you And so your challenge is to just kind of go, all right, I fully buy in. No matter what, I am going to think rightly about them. And I'm going to, if you will, honor them. All right. So the first way that you start to honor is to think well, to to honor them with your mind, with your thoughts. That's where it starts. All right. And then I want to challenge you on this one too. This one's a little bit harder. Speak well of them. Oh, no. I don't speak of them at all. (laughs) Start to actually use words where you practice speaking positively. I'm talking saying nice things about them in your status update. No. That is too painful, David. No, watch God add days to your life. (laughs) I mean, just... It's kind of like just taking God at his word and going, God, I am a disciple. And so, God, I'm going to believe this and start to speak well of them. And I'm, tonight, I'm going to encourage you to, to tonight, the way we're going to cl- conclude is I'm going to invite you to begin to actually make a covenant or a vow in your heart that you're going to speak well of your parents. You go, no, that's too painful. No, 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 it's possible. I'm going to tell you what, one of the things that happened to me when I was 16 years old, I, uh, I, w- I went through a massive emotional crisis my junior year. My junior year, and not massive. I mean, I guess it seemed massive to me, right? Basically, I was, yeah, it was, I'll just say it. 
but we're about to go through this flirt series, and this might be awkward, but I liked a girl that didn't like me. There you go. All right. That's the story. It's big deal. It's painful. She was 5'11", but I didn't care. So I know this is really embarrassing. All right. So, so anyway, so I went out with my dad on a, on a Tuesday night and, uh, my dad was a senior pastor of church and the way that his church functioned was that he reported to a board and the board was ultimately like his bosses. They could fire him. They could, you know, vote on him and have him, you know, they, it was a big deal. His, his, this board that he reported to. And, uh, and so it was, a, it, was a, it was a Tuesday night and he had board meeting that night and he just, at seven o'clock and he decided to take me out and connect with me at 5.30 so that we could get a little bit of time just to hang out together. And during our 5.30 meeting, I just began to unleash on him my pain. I was in the depths of despair. I thought it was the end of the world. I was, conf- I was confident that, that Romeo and Juliet held nothing compared to me. I mean, I was like, I was just... I was just messed up. I mean, I couldn't understand why she didn't like me back. I mean, my braces were almost off one day. And I would get a haircut if I had to because I had a mullet. I mean, I, I, would go to, I would go to any length. But I was just straight miserable about this whole scenario, right? And looking back at it, it's comical to me. Looking back at it, it's like, Oh, but if you'd asked me then, I mean, it was like <sighs> all-consuming big deal. I mean, my mind, my emotions, my, I was all caught up in this, right? And so I'll, I'll preach the message on, on no soul ties. I can do that one. All right. Not really. You do it. All right. So, but anyway, and so, um, and so my dad my dad is talking to me and we're, we're, sitting at, we're sitting at this restaurant. It was called Bennigan's. And so we're sitting at, at Bennigan's and, um, and my dad, my dad, and I'm just, my dad's not doing any of the talking. It's just me. And, you know, just, and, you know, and I'm looking at him like, I mean, there's no way you could understand. You're, you're ancient, you know, like you don't, you can't, there's no way you could, know the depths of what it's like now, you know. And, uh, and I just had this moment that just was powerful to me. My dad gets up, he gets out a quarter, and he walks over to a payphone. Let me tell you what a payphone is. Um, <laughs> back in the Stone Age, um, before Moses was born, <laughs> So anyway, my dad gets up, he walks over, and he makes a phone call, and he sits down, and he leans back in his chair, and he goes, okay, keep talking, we've got all night. And I said, what? We gotta go, you got your board meeting, right? And he goes, no, 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 I canceled the board meeting. Yeah. And, and, and I, I'll never forget it. And he goes, he goes, uh... I said, Dad, you can't cancel the board meeting. I go, that's your church. And he said this phrase. And he looks at me and he goes, son, you're my church. And I just, I mean, I'm just, you know, melting. And, and so I made a vow in my heart that night. 
I remember it. I mean, I remember the white car we were driving in as we left Benegad's that night. I made this vow. It wasn't to God. It wasn't to my dad. It was to myself. I made this inner vow in my heart. I made this vow and I, it wasn't biblical. It wasn't, I wasn't, I just was so grateful. I made this vow to myself that I would always speak well of my father for the rest of my life. Because I just felt so loved. And I'll be honest with you and tell you this. As I went through the rest of high school and and up now to where I'm picking out my funeral plot, you know, where I'm going to die. That's the phase that John and I are in. I, I, I want to tell you this. I, I've walked with, with my dad being really, really like, like my best friend. I mean, all these years. So that was 20 years ago. I know. It was tw- I know. Don't hear it. Stop. That was 20 years ago. And, and, and I think that um, some of you go, well, I don't have parents that, I don't have a story like that. I don't have parents that sacrifice for me like that. Here's the deal. I want to talk to you tonight about the reward that I feel from God for just speaking well, for just honoring and speaking well. And I want to encourage you that if you will think well, I mean really think well of them, and then start to speak really well, just speak. Here's what happens. Your emotions and your behavior will start to catch up. You can have, I've watched families where you can have the same parents respond to this, you know, have the same kids and the kids all respond differently with the same set of parents. And it's all, it's all based upon how they respond. Does that make sense? So I don't, don't look at me and say, yeah, but David, I, I, listen, I understand. I know your situation, everybody's got a different one, but if you will, if you will honor Think well of them and really commit to speaking well of them. When it's difficult, when it's hard, you'll find yourself able to submit well. You'll find yourself in a position where no matter if it's hard or, you know, no matter what, you'll be able to honor your parents. Listen, there is blessing from God and there's blessing with your parents. If you will just go against what's comfortable and make a resolution in your heart, I'm going to honor them. I'm determined. I'm going to honor my mom and my dad, even, even when they do things that are hard, even when they do things that are wrong, even when they do things that are just, just difficult for you. If you'll do that, you'll find God's pleasure in you. You'll find God's pleasure on your life. And so I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. Speak well of them. I'll tell you this one last story. I'll never forget when I was dating Renata. We, just when we had, uh, we were about maybe eight months into dating. And, um, we were about tw- and we were in our early 20s. And, um, and Renata's parents were scared to death of me. <laughs> I won't tell you all the reasons. But mostly they thought it was, they, 
they were just, they were nervous about me. And they were, they had this, you know, precious little girl. And I was like, you know, for the last reward, let's go. You know, I was ready to go, like, die in the nations. And I was talking about being a martyr for the gospel. And there's just a lot of things about me that freaked them out. And, um, and so, and so we had this moment where we were sitting at a restaurant. Things were so hard. And where I just looked at him with Renata and we made a covenant with them. We looked at them and we said, listen, we make a vow to you. We will, we will only speak well of you. And that was really hard to do because there was so much friction in our relationship. And, um, and from that moment, everything changed. I mean, like the relationship over the, it was like it just got so much easier over the course of the next couple hours and then the week and then a month and then a year and now, you know, like 13 years, 14 years. And there's just something so, there's something so powerful when you just make a covenant which just goes, I'm going to speak well. I'm going to speak well. So I want to encourage you guys tonight. They'll start by, you can honor them by thinking well of them. Think well of them. Speak well of them. Hard, submit strong, just submit well, and you'll watch. You'll start to feel God's favor on your life, and your relationship with them will get better. Your relationship with them will get stronger and stronger. Let's stand to your feet. Here's what I want us to do tonight I'd like to invite Frontline to come forward. I want to invite all of our adult volunteers to come forward, and I'd like to invite uh, DLA to come forward. And I want everybody, I just, I know it's a big circle, but, or a big group, but I want you guys just to make a, a line, like, all the way from exit, the exit, all the way that way, all the way, turn and face, all the way to both exits. So I know it's a ton of people. But here's what I want us to take a minute. I want us to take a moment. And tonight, I'm going to be really practical tonight. I want to invite you to make an inner vow to the, to the Lord that you're going to speak well of your parents you're going to speak well of them you're going to think well of them and things will get hard and when things get hard here's what you say here's what you say you don't feel your emotions are saying to do what you see on TV your emotions are like well I just you know like that's that's your and, you, and, and you're, the temptation is to think if I'm really a strong person I'll stand up to them and I'll but that's actually weakness here's what strength is living by your conviction, not by your emotion. And so in that moment, here's what I want you to do. They're like, you can't go to Chili's and Cinemark and you are grounded and you're going to your room and you're doing algebra for seven days and seven nights, you know, or whatever. And they're, whatever's the thing, you know, they're, here's what I want you to do. Here's what, here's what I want you to practice. I want you to practice this. You look at them and here's the response. I respect you and your decision. Nothing inside of you wants to do that. Everything inside of you wants to scream and yell and like say something mean on Facebook and slam the door and call your friend and be like, you won't believe what my mom said about it. All that. But here's where you want to go. All right. God, you said to honor. Nothing in me feels like honoring, but I choose to honor. So I'm going to speak well. Look him in the eye. Here's the phrase. Memorize this phrase. I respect you and your decision. You start saying that once a week. 
around your house, I promise you, the whole culture changes. Especially when it's hard. Okay. Your parents will be like, really? And they'll be like, all right, tomorrow night I'm taking you to Cinemark and Chili's. I mean, I promise you, it just, everything will open up. So here's what I want us to do. I want us to take a few moments. And if you, if you tonight go, I just want a better relationship with my mom and dad. And tonight I want to make that, I want to make a commitment to honor them. Maybe you want to make a commitment to speak well of them. Maybe to think differently. Maybe to submit to them. But you know, I want this to get better. I want to just invite you to come just right now. Just pick someone you want th- to pray with you. And just come on up here and find someone to have them pray for you. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer in just a moment, okay? Just come quickly right now. prayer so I need uh, this is not like anything other than just praying for this to get better so I want I want to invite you again I want to encourage you guys just relationship better with mom and dad I'll give you a couple more seconds all right good now those of you that are on the prayer team here I want you just to pray for them just just Ask them, ask them their name, and just tell them you want to pray for them. And just pray for whatever's on their heart.
Jesus, we love you tonight. God, we as a youth ministry, Lord God, as the DSM family, we ask, Lord, that you would place deep into our hearts this culture of honor. God, we want to truly be those that honor our mother and our father as we read about in the word of God. We ask, Lord God, for your grace and your strength in good days and bad days to do it well. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. They've got a vision and a mission for their life.